0: Welcome to Broad-Minded, the podcast about everything and nothing, and likely having you asking yourself, where the hell did they come from?
1: We are two best friends covering subjects guaranteed to make you laugh and likely blush.
0: Hosted by two very different broads that have no shame in talking about the uncomfortable moments of life.
1: How you doing today, John, huh? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? We're guys? so horrible at the entrance. It's just going to eventually we'll figure it out. But welcome back um, to our military women of the military series. And of course, we're here with Jonna and Silent Brad. But we have a special guest today. So, Jonna, would you like to introduce our special guest? I do want
0: to give you a special introduction, but first I have to acknowledge that you called this a Women of the Military series,
1: and we have two dudes on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're po- I'm going to ask them about the mili- women in the military, oh, okay. all my questions. Disregard, it's not as if funny, If you than- would read the damn notes that I send you, you would know what I was going to ask them.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, my bad. <laughs> Today we have Courtney, Champagne Sparkles, and... We have been airmen, wingmen, wingmen. I think that's yeah. that's valid. Yeah, wing women since hmm, maybe yeah, twenty no, oh, ten. No,
2: yeah, I got in. Oh, that was earlier. I I got in in two thousand and seven. I come back in two thousand and eight. So that's when okay. I first met you.
0: Since
1: two thousand eight, then
2: yes,
0: yes. Yeah, so
1: when did you originally enlist, Courtney?
2: December of oh seven. Okay. Oh, and then I graduated on July fourth of two thousand and eight. So auspicious as fuck. <laughs>
1: Freedom. I have
2: freedom in America
0: <laughs> all over me.
1: You do. You know what
0: I remember is you joined the unit right after I got back from maternity leave with Connor. Yeah. Yeah, so. I do remember that. I remember Mel telling me about it. Yeah, I looked about how. Listen, I gained ninety pounds carrying that child. Okay, I was looking (laughs) stuffed.
1: She looked like she ate the baby daddy (laughs) and was carrying him around for nine months.
0: But I, so I had a hard time losing that weight too because at that point I was twenty five. No, my metabolism starting to slow down a bit, and uh, I came back to work because I didn't have any leave after having a C section. Oh my god, four weeks. I came back to work after four weeks. Have they changed that? Policy? They have changed. Oh, yes, they awesome. have changed. Now they get twelve weeks, but back then I had you only got what what kind of leave you had, and I only had enough for four weeks of to take off. Okay. So anyway, and I was looking pretty hefty, you know. I was looking hungry, and my <laughs> uniform did. That would have been right. the
2: first impression I had of you. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. prior John under yeah.
0: that. I didn't. That it's uh, you. <laughs> Yeah, but back then we had to wear our uniforms every day, and so I'm stuffing myself in my. Mat- I was wearing my maternity one, so after like a month, we had a coworker, Courtney, and I did. And I won't mention their name on here, but <laughs> they pulled me off to the side <laughs> and said, "You know, you really do need to lose weight because you look really unprofessional in your uniform." <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they did. I remember that. I remember talking about. That. Was it oh, me or like crying. Woman? was a woman oh i was like crying like i just had this gigantic kid and like my life was horrible at that time because you know my ex had just cheated on me that was that was the time i put insulation in his underpants (laughs) (laughs) so there was all that going on and then i have this woman in my head telling me i need to lose weight i look unprofessional i'm like oh my god
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah well my
2: first impression of you was you were super nice which was great because
1: i needed somebody to be nice in the squadron yeah female Because how many were in your squadron? How many? When we first joined, well, when we first
0: started working together, what, we had like 80 people, I think, in that squadron. Yeah, but you didn't see most of them because we just,
1: we worked at that. We were all separated out. Yeah. But you were down the hall. But you both worked majority with men
2: at that time, Uh, then, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my direct supervisor
2: was a female, but um, yeah, for the most part, the whole military is like,
1: dude. It's all dudes,
0: pretty much all dudes. So Courtney is now she started off as flight management, but is now a boom operator, which is a type of air crew member in the Air Force. And so badass, she's surviving in that you know environment, you know air crew world. But she has this patch that she wears on her uniform, like a special patch.
1: <laughs> okay, you should ask her what it is. Yeah, what's your special patch?
0: So
2: uh, <laughs> they have these like fun meter patches, and they'll be it's like says fun meter, and they have like it like goes up to like red for excitement or whatever. And last time I was in Turkey, they make patches over there, and I had them make me a sausage meter, <laughs> and it's the it's always on red. Because I'm, I'm constantly surrounded by fucking sausage. Like, everywhere you look, it's just sausage. Yeah, and yeah. the best part is I'll go somewhere with that patch on. I got to take it off in front of, like, you know, DVs or anything. But I'll go on a trip and I'll have someone inevitably be like, ma'am, ma'am, that patch. <laughs> exactly does it mean? And if we're talking to, to leadership, like, oh, I just like sausage. Like, you know, sausage great. It's, right. it's in the red right here. I now. love I need, mo- I need more sausage. I'm German.
1: I'm
0: German. <laughs> I need
2: more sausage. That's exactly what it is. But if they aren't, I'll be like, well, look around. And it, I, every time I can do it, I can just gesture to the rest of the aircraft. And they And get it's it. dudes. It's nothing but dudes as right. far as the eye can see. And I'm like, see, it works. Almost every scenario, I can point to the sausage patch and go, yep. The there's just too much fucking sausage here. <laughs> the
1: yeah. sausage
0: patch. <laughs> we need some more tacos with them sausages. Do yeah. you have
1: – so are you the only one on your current uh, – what do you call your flight crew? My squadron? Your squadron? Uh, no. There's other – we do have other females
2: in the squadron. What
1: about when you go and do your job, when you boom operate?
2: Well, there's only a crew of three. Okay. So my chances to get a female pilot are low. And we actually – we don't have any female pilots right now in mm-hmm. our squadron, so – Yeah, it's just the chance of me being with another girl. It'd have to be one of, like, Haley, one of the other girls in our squadron. Boom operator. Like, we go
1: together. Okay. For fun. So, uh, the women in that position who are air crew, do they mostly do that job of the boom operator? Or is there other options? Because I know at some point, up until, like, 2015, women weren't allowed to do a lot of combat things.
2: And as far as air crew, women got the right to be on airplanes in like the 80s. Okay. So we could go and we could do some of these crews. They actually tested it out like heavily, this whole integration into some of these crucial fields. And I remember when I went through training, uh, they were they would tell me about how like it was kind of a like, contentious time. And there was one where they played a trick on this girl where she was new and she's coming up and they apparently they hid all, they hid behind their seats and, like, they couldn't see, like, so you couldn't see the pilot if you had looked up in the cockpit and you couldn't oh see God. the navigator. He hid behind the door. And then the other boom operator, like, had his parachute. And she was, like, she had taken a nap or something. He, like, shook her awake. And he's like, we're bailing out. We're bailing no, out. Oh, we no. gotta go. We gotta go. And she looks up front and like there's no one there. And she's like, "Fuck shit," <laughs> you know. So she's grabbing her parachute and like she actually pissed herself. Like she's so oh, scared because oh, no. she was gonna jump out of this air this this airplane. And then of course all the guys pop up and they're like, "Ah, I got gotcha. you." Oh my god. And that's air crew life. Like that's just how it is, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, yeah, no, we got we got the right to do it in the '80s, from what I understand, and we've been doing it ever since. Uh, you you
1: see more and more of them, but. But what about a fighter pilot? Can you be a? Can yeah. women be a fighter
2: pilot? Yeah, women can definitely be a fighter pilot. Okay. In fact, I think one of the Thunderbirds is uh, a chick. Oh, really? Right now, I think they're using. She's. I think she's a reservist chick. I think Sweet. they have one token reservist. So the
1: Thunderbirds <laughs> are that the when they do the air shows,
2: right? They're the Air Force F sixteen demo team. Okay, so they're shit hot at what they do. You can't be in the Thunderbirds if you don't know how the fuck to fly an F. Sixteen in close proximity to each other, doing a whole bunch of tricks and shit. Yeah, the acrobatics. Yeah,
1: I mean they're they're really awesome. You don't generally work on a on an F sixteen, then, right?
2: No. Okay. Well, I mean, I refuel them. I see them okay. all the time behind the boom, behind the boom, uh, behind our jet. But I don't ever. I've had a ride in one.
1: Right. Actually, that's before, pretty badass. Which was
2: badass. Yeah. I, I bet that. that was really cool. Yeah, we did. Uh, I wanted. So I've actually had two rides. The first time I threw up five times. <gasps> It was hot. We were in the desert. And you're still like, yeah, fuck yeah, throw up. And then, yeah, I'm going to keep going. The no. second time, I was smarter and older. So, like, I, I just took Dramamine. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to do this now ahead of time. And then he asked me what I wanted to do. I'm like, look, guy, I don't want to do rolls. I don't care about dog fighting. I just want to go up really high uh-huh. and go down really, really fucking fine. fast that's uh-huh. it like the giantest roller coaster in the world he's like no fucking problem so we went up to like 20 some thousand feet and then shot down we like strafed a ship that was out it was over in south carolina it was
1: awesome oh i bet that was an incredible experience
2: yeah his call sign uh was burning bush um <laughs> but his first because his last name is bush but his first uh, initial call sign was Eaton.
1: Oh, because God. last time it was Bush, and he had to get ri- he had to
2: get rid of it because it was uh it wasn't PC.
1: Yeah. So they had to change it to Bush. See, they have been changing things as they go, which yeah. is good, right? Because even we were talking about that last time in the last twenty years. Yeah. How different Ooh. it has been.
0: That just reminded me of making things PC. There were there have been a couple of times where people have like come around and combed your office and made sure like everything that was presented was nice. What? Like, <laughs> like they, that you didn't have something inappropriate hanging up on the wall, like a girl in a poster. Oh yeah, oh. they'll take the nudie. Okay. Poster. Yeah, and my and
2: like my strategy as an air crew female has always been just give it back the way it's it's getting. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't care if your call sign's eating Bush, like you better be fucking good at it, right? right? <laughs> like you got that call sign, you better you better be know how to throw down. <laughs> Same thing with those posters. Like there'll be like a chick poster. Like that's cool, but my naked fire dude poster is fucking going up right next to it. Right, and I can tell you right now, you're going to be awkwarded as a dude with this dick hanging out a lot more than I'm going <laughs> to be awkwarded with this these fucking tits here. It's right. not, it's not even a question of right. how who's going to be awkwarded.
1: Sorry about that.
2: And that's just how I've I've I have accustomed my life to like do, like being in the military. Do but, you
1: have you always been that girl? Like I'm curious because. You I would think that that isn't a learned trait. It's
2: not. There is no fucking little lady training that you went through that I went through when we were kids that was like right. this is how you operate in a male saturated environment. Right. Because they can they cannot emote, right? Yeah. Brad, I'm looking at you. You guys don't emote. No. You guys are like, no. <laughs>
0: Sorry, my mic was muted.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> it's okay, Brad.
0: <laughs> you gotta tell you
2: to tell another dude you love him? Nope. Not going to fucking do that. You will walk up to another dude and be like, hey, fucker. Right. Your hair looks like shit today. Right. And that other dude will probably be like, hey, that's not what your mom said last night. <sighs> and you guys will both laugh.
0: And you guys will be like, they really, we were really deep friends. And th- Yeah. That, that like was my signifies. best we used
1: to say fuck you every day together.
0: <laughs> yep. That signifies that they're good friends. It's just this
2: opposite speak. And as a female, it's like sometimes that's abrasive. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know like, did I piss him off? Right? Did I? You know? But you you just eventually learn, like, no, like that's just how it is. Like you just you just give it and take it and you know give it back and that's the best way to. And operate. Most of the
1: time,
0: if they're not flipping you shit, they probably don't like you.
1: Yeah. If they're right. not flipping you shit, then you got to worry because <laughs> they're not giving you any shit. Gosh, that goes back to uh, he's messing with you because he likes you. Oh he's yeah. Bullying you because he likes you? No, he's bullying you because he's an asshole. <laughs> Again, it comes back to dudes do not but like emoting. They yeah. just
2: don't. They can't tell you positive, happy, lovable things. That's just that's not how it is. So you got to do this whole like, oh, I'm gonna throw stones at you. Have, and but that tells that's supposed to tell you that I love you.
1: And have you all, like? Did you were you raised but with brothers? Mm-mm. I
2: had to learn that. Okay, that was definitely a learned skill. I I mean I was a uh, kind of an alternative kid growing up. Mm-hmm. I did drama school like class right. and stuff. Um, so I, I don't think I was like a normal like just. Preppy girl, right? But you know, definitely like coming in. I don't think I had that skill quite as much as I have it now. Although I've always kind of been an instigator, so that did help. <laughs> that
1: helped, <laughs> and you don't get easily offended. Yeah, yeah, hard to. It would be really hard for some people, I would imagine. Yeah, you learn can't those things.
2: You if you're easily offended, and I mean, I've seen even guys that are easily offended. Oh yeah, fail yeah. At, at being in that environment because they have a hard time processing. They're joking, mm-hmm. you know, kind of part of it. Or, yeah. like,
0: they're really good at giving it. But if anybody, like, gives it to them, then they're, like, wiener shrivels up. It does. Into their butthole.
2: And it's, oh. Yeah. What I said was fine. But what you said, that's yeah. fucking hurtful. Like, really? <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure you said some shit things. That's not All just right. them. But whatever, it's fine. You have, And then at that point, you got chat penis, and we just,
1: <laughs> we just tiptoe around the
2: chat penis at that time. Occasionally, there's yeah. a sandy vagina, but yeah. a lot of time penis chap. They don't attribute it to themselves, but it happens. I think it
1: that's does. why you guys know so much about penis and sex, because you do work in a male-dominated environment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they yeah. do not
0: show or share their penises. Well, no.
1: Really? You mean they don't just walk around with it out? I know. I mean, they're... They speak about it. They Johnna. speak about it. Oh! <laughs> Constantly. I mean,
2: we did have one dude like way back in the day in our history, apparently. He would flop it out, but it was really big. So, <laughs> so good. I guess he had, he, had legit, he had the legit. He
0: had the ability to do that. <laughs> Try to be think in the, about who you're talking about. He'd
1: just be in the middle of talking and smack the shit out of you with it. <laughs> I never saw
0: nothing like no,
2: that. No, he didn't show he didn't show it to the chicks. He did it to the dudes. <gasps> I so, know but, who
1: you're talking about. Yeah, he did it oh to the gosh. dudes to make
0: them weird it out.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: My ex-husband would, when a new guy was coming into the locker room, he'd be sitting there waiting on the bench with his with no goat? pants on and his balls stretched out. Yeah, the goat. <laughs> oh, I thought he, he called it a bat wing.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a different one. Of course he did the bat wing and not the goat. Have you ever seen the chicken heart? No. I a chicken heart. Is that part of the ball thing too? I mean, I've only ever seen the chicken heart one time.
0: So it might not be a thing. Maybe it was an isolated incident.
2: You made it up or what?
0: No, I didn't make it up. He called it a chicken heart. He was squeezing his nuts and making it like pulsate like a heartbeat.
2: (laughs) I've literally never (laughs) seen that or heard of it. And
1: there's your (laughs) sign. Okay. Oh, God. Legit.
0: I thought it was the thing everybody knew.
1: Yeah, apparently. (laughs) So do you think that we're – let's go back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, back to that the military. In about, What's their next question? Uh, about the next thing. Now, being in the military, is it what you expected going in then?
2: Uh, I thought the Air Force was going to do more. Like, I'd shoot guns and, like, sleep in tents more when I initially joined. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to fucking be hardcore. And the Air Force is like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> We're right. the Air Force, not the Marines. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think it's pretty on, on par with what I joined. Being an air crew, like, joining that, like, has been phenomenal. Like being able to fly with the, the jets, go places, you really feel like you're touching the shit, you're touching the mission, being able to volunteer for the country. Like, you know, one of the guys that's retired recently said that um, one of the coolest things was already being in when nine eleven happened mm-hmm. so that you could actually go when they were called to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone else is like two or three years behind that. Right. You know, if they're going to join, go through training, do all that kind of stuff. So it was nice being able to be activated like that. Yeah. Did you ever
1: go to the war?
2: Uh, I've been deployed seven times, Mm uh, two, but the, I mean, to that, to CENTCOM, to that area would have been two, two to Turkey and, uh, three now to Qatar. You were the boomer? Yeah. No, you get, you get assigned to a crew and that's your hard crew for the time you're there and you go over and fly all the tankers they have available and you get assigned to missions and you just go do it. And it was awesome. I don't think I've ever been on deployment and, and not, it, it, it's not, I can't say that it's like massively enjoyable Mm -hmm. but it is fulfilling you know especially at the time because when my first one was in 2013 and you're going over there and shit was hot yeah you know they were doing shit so you really felt like you were part of it you know you got some f-16 bro coming up because they need this gas right now and they got to get back because we got troops in contact
1: and shit and they're trying to you know give them cover It's it's a fulfilling job but i think you also have a super good perspective on life in general Thanks, Claire. Like, I mean, really, you are a really positive human. And I think, do do you think that the military played into that? Or is that, again, somebody you kind of always have been? Because you, I always think you're such a badass. Like, just the adventures you go on, you're so talented. Did the military give you that? I think I had a spark of it before the military. Yeah. But I will say I think
2: the military amplifies your confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, you grow into it. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You got to get up and talk to people. You got to get out and network. You've. It is not something where you can just live in your mom's basement, you know, and not interact with the world. Like, the military puts you out there. Right. So I think a lot of my self-confidence grew when I started doing, like, the military stuff.
1: And you always say you would have rather gone active duty too, right?
2: When I first joined, I did. You know, because I was like, this is great. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Or at the time, I was living with my first husband down Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis and I was trying to like do both, right? Like, I don't, well, I'll just do reserves. And that kind of lets me, you know, be married to him and do this. And, Once I joined, I was like, I should have been active duty. Now that I've been reserves for over 15 years, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that would have been awful. The reserves are the best. I love the reserves. (laughs) You get to choose your lifestyle. There's a lot more autonomy to what you get to do. Active duty would have just, they move you around wherever they want you. There's a lot less options for you to choose from whenever you want to choose from them. Because you've gone back now
1: and gotten, you have your master's, correct, Courtney?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I've got got my bachelor's uh, right after I left boom school. All right, I came back, became a, a mission boom, and then my next adventure was to go get my bachelor's, and then I just finished my master's.
1: And what was that in? Strategic communications. Okay, so tell me what strategic <laughs> communications is. I can barely say it. So
2: <laughs> it's basically, um, like, for in the military, it would be, like, the equivalent of public affairs. Uh, mm. But it's, like, it's not marketing, but it's in the same line of, mar- like, doing communications in a way that, like you're thinking about it and you're you're not nah, I want to say striking but you are I mean you're trying to get a message across you know and how do you do that what's the psychology behind that mm-hmm. and I really like it to study because of the psychology it's a useful science
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know how do I how do I talk to somebody and have them understand me based on their life perspective
1: absolutely
2: it's a it's 90 of everyone's fucking problem mm-hmm. it's like, honestly communication
1: yeah I would agree <laughs> that's everyone's number one issue
2: yeah when you think about fights like it's usually a misunderstanding yes i mean most people don't go into a relationship wanting to fight right they do it because they misunderstood something a lot of times or they felt some way and they had a hard time getting that out and then it turns into you know bigger issues
1: so would will that come in what will that position look like for you with your active role
2: i'm not planning on going into a communications career field
1: But if you want to be a manager of anything
2: or a supervisor, it's a great skill to have. So studying it actually kind of plays into um, furthering my career Mm -hmm. as a senior NCO or, you know, I'm a GS employee. So, you know, hopefully that would help me be a better supervisor of others if I
1: got a higher position. Um, Do you? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I can't even stand her. Do you think that gender has made you a more useful member? Yeah, I mean, women are different. We just are. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. I know you're all about girl power, though, so when I say that, I don't mean, like, we do have limitations, I feel like, in some ways. It yeah,
2: chicks and dudes are different. Yeah. It's kind of hard. I mean, just like we talked about before, like, dudes don't like to emote. Women love to emote. Right. They will tell you straight up, you know, hey, you're yeah, you're having a great day. You're really great. you're really awesome, you know. Where or, or a guy can't do that, you <sighs> know, because it's just different. And I I think I've noticed it the most with me and my husband when it comes to taking care of our daughter, um, because multitasking for me is really easy. I can I can do a ton of events in a small span of time. I just don't focus on one of them and do them amazingly perfectly like I you know like I'm not gonna fold this I'm gonna spend an hour folding this laundry all right Right. it's gonna be marginally folded and reasonably put away right I'm gonna move on to the next damn thing and he will spend his hour making these shirts into perfect fucking rectangles they're beautiful I love it when he does my laundry (laughs) because it's great but it's definitely a different mentality you know like whereas I can roll through some multitasking stuff he will he will dig into it one task and he will focus on that thing until he moves on to, like, the next thing. And I think I've seen that kind of, you know, like, you've you've been around the pilots. You know, they start mm-hmm. talking about pilot shit. And it's just, I mean, they'll talk about pilot shit for hours. And you're like, oh, my God, can we move on to, like, something else? Like, and as a girl, I'm ready to go do something different. You know, right. let's something else sh- shiny and new. And then, nope, they'll still be there. Talking so about I'm, sure it's, a, I'm and... sure
1: it's a good quality to have you as an icebreaker.
2: I do think when think you put them together, yeah. they uh, they work well. I mean... You you're married. You know you, you've been married. Like I think there's times where having a male and a female perspective helps, Absolutely. as opposed to
1: hurts. And your husband's in the military as well. Yeah, he's a pilot. Pilot. He's fancy. He's oh, awesome. uh, let's do this. What? Tell us some Jana stories. Because you, <laughs> I, I had know you guys were tight, that. right? Like you guys were in each other's weddings. There were a few times. <laughs>
0: Did it a couple times, you know. <laughs> I've got
2: two. This is my second one. I, I feel you. Uh, I'm working Gina on my third. Stories. I have to. You have to give me a second to think about it. I can tell. Stories. Let me tell a yeah, Courtney story real quick. So, okay.
0: if you heard our last podcast, you heard me talk about my bottle opener story. <laughs> Courtney's actually the one that got me that <laughs> bottle opener. I have
2: one at my desk. Too. Do you? Do <laughs> you? It's so funny because it just you know it's a room full of dudes. You just bust out this giant phallic bottle opener (laughs) from Greece. It's a souvenir. It's from Greece. It's from Greece. Like they sell them there. Obviously, it's a cultural thing. Thick, yeah. So Courtney got a lot of girth. Were you
1: guys? Were you the one who sent the buttholes? No, the butthole chocolates.
0: That was that was someone else. But that was a great idea. So you do have the raunchiest humor of anyone I I know. Okay, I'll give you another story um, because it's really funny. And then yeah, um, go ahead. So basically, what happened was I don't remember. Apparently, there was some story involved, and I had spoken about buttholes. I don't remember (laughs) everything about the story, but all I know is like one random February, I get a box. Actually, it was around Valentine's Day, I think, and it was a box of edible anus, anuses, chocolate covered buttholes, mm-hmm. but they, they just shaped, they were shaped like a butthole. And anyway, I'm like, who on earth gave me this? So my first guess was you, Claire. So <laughs> yeah, I, I called, called Claire me. and I'm like, Hey, did you send me edible ain't edible anus? <laughs> and she's like, what? No, but I wish I did. I know. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally have no clue who could have done this. No idea whatsoever. Well, it was apparently one of our coworkers, a guy that I worked with and he had remembered the story from, like, back in the summertime and sent it to me. I guess it took a long time to get to the house. But anyway, so I'm like, what can I do to get this guy back? Like, I got to get him good. And so I actually ordered online a sticker, like, to put in your car that says, I eat ass. <laughs> and so I got it to put on his car, like a bumper <laughs> sticker. And so the funniest part about that is, so he bought a car from a local place here in Kokomo Mm -hmm. and it had somebody else's um stickers on the back so it had a fuel church on there I love my family it had these stickers already and so I just conveniently put the I love or I eat ass right under the fuel (laughs) church logo (laughs) and just went on about my day and then he he did drive it around for like a day before he found it but
1: and then he knew it was obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course he knew it was oh, me. That's but. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! You guys have had some really fun. Like you had a really great group of people you both worked with when you worked together. Absolutely, oh, you, yeah. You, you neither you don't work together anymore.
2: Unfortunately, no. Mm-hmm. Your office was my favorite office to go down and talk to. Oh, yeah, I'd it be was like and, <laughs> I'm going to go visit Jonna right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was
0: awesome. It was the fun having you at base. Yeah, I, I miss. I miss having. You know, my office was a great spot. Like, people would come there and unload and, you know, some people would just come to shoot the shit and have fun. Other people would really, like, pour their heart out. You know, we'd solve the world problems together. So, I miss having that because I'm definitely not in any kind of capacity like that anymore. At the time, Jonna was the big chief.
2: She was a a (laughs) big fucking deal. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. And I don't know anybody that doesn't like Jonna. Like, you know, you talk
0: about... I know Jada a couple. Sullivan. Well, okay, you got... Didn't you have first.
1: somebody listen that you knew, listen to this? Oh, and he he's said, from...
0: Uh, right, Pat. He's from my current base.
1: Okay. What do you say about he, it? He said, I had no idea you were so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't know her yet? Then. I was like... Uh, they really don't. Because let me tell you, when I went to... When I went from Indiana doing my military stuff here to Ohio... I really took that as a fresh, clean slate. I'm like, nobody (laughs) knows me. Nobody knows Uh, my ways. Like, this is my chance to, like, have a fresh start. So, I've been Yeah, you couldn't do that at Grissom. We all, like, there's no way. I mean, I grew up there. I have expectations of you there. I grew up there. Yeah. Like, you know. But, you know, I'm coming over here to this other base. Nobody knows me. I have no roots there whatsoever and so i've been minding my p's and q's i've been real quiet like just sitting back watching everything and just doing as i'm told that kind of stuff
1: so. i
0: can't even envision you like that i know
1: it's so hard I even i mean it really like she'll say stuff sometimes i'm like who are you and what did you do with my friend i don't understand it's that yeah. officer
2: in you now that i know makes you all straight and straight there when you people. were enlisted
0: you were a lot more fun that's what it sounds
1: like <laughs> i was a raw dog
0: like, although i've been pretty raw on this thing on this podcast, and people keep, you know, commenting on how like they hadn't seen that side. I'm like, that's because I'm working, I'm doing this with a person that reverts my mentality back to when I was 15 years old.
1: It, it's true. I so. mean, it's like immediately. <laughs> and anytime I've been forcing her to have like an intentional, <laughs> real conversation, she's like over there, like <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like, just, <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. We, I can't help it. So. I, so I'm trying to think of the first time I met you, Courtney.
0: Oh, that would have been my first wedding, probably. Oh, your 30th yeah, would have been birthday. There. Oh, wait. Yeah, my 30th birthday. Oh, yeah. we went out to a bar, didn't we? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I remember my first impression of you is Claire's fucking funny. Dude, Claire fucking, <laughs> she's hilarious. I have never met anyone as funny as Claire. And then uh, we went out for her second wedding. We all went out again, and I was like, Claire's still fucking that funny. That was Claire's so. Claire's awesome.
1: Fun. We still talk about Listen, that. Listen, if that there's was one thing so I can fun. do
0: is a. Wedding, yeah, you got this. Yeah, this third really, one, you can do yeah, it.
1: The third one will be the best. I'm excited, it's gonna stick. Oh, At yeah. least we'll have good memories of the wedding.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And worst case scenario, we all had great time. People, and You guys I, had to I wear the
0: hideous the... dress that I picked oh, out for you guys back in like I hated that dress. 2013, I oh, do you I had remember. the ringlets? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and the bright red high heel shoes
1: that yeah. were hooker <laughs> shoes. And I was like, You really want us to wear these six and heels?" Oh. Them still. And had Courtney a zone, was over there going, the "Dang, aisle. we need more glitter. We need more." Yeah. glitter. Oh, I, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> like I was like,
2: "You have the sequin dress and shit." I'm like, yeah,
1: we'll right. do that. I'm right. fucking
2: game.
0: Down <sighs> Good for that times.
2: I'm still like that. I glittered. Uh, so I did a Finny flight for our last commander. I got. But that basically means you're like their last flight Aww. that they're gonna take. You okay. know, he was moving on, so he let me come along and be the boom operator on uh-huh. it, which was awesome. And uh, I have a hat, like, I'll take glitter with me, and I will just fucking, they'll be happy as shit up in the cockpit, like, flying along, whatever, and here I am in the back stuffing their uh, <laughs> coat pockets with glitter, their fucking, <laughs> their-, their go bag with glitter, like, they ought to know, like, you asked me to do this, there's an expectation right. that you're going to get <laughs> glitter everywhere. And I actually got a text from him, because he's working up at the Pentagon now, and uh, he's like, I forgot about uh, your little present that you left me. And uh, now there's glitter all over the joint staff <laughs> office, and he was like, "I just left it there." I mean, I'm like, Dream- I'm like, dreams come true. I got the glitter of the joint staff. That's fucking That's awesome. awesome. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that. Happened and to they're going to be week. finding
1: it for years. Yeah. Good luck. Good yeah. luck
2: getting that out in the carpet or whatever. I mean, they were these really cool gold stars too. I really love them.
1: That's awesome. But-
2: Yeah, it it only backfired on me in the military one time with a dude. I remember. You know who this dude is. I sure do. So he had given me some shit for not saying happy birthday to him, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get you. He had an office. He was a full-timer. So I went in and I glittered his desk. And I did a good job, like, on his keyboard, (laughs) on his phone. So if he picked it up, it would have to be on his face, like, (laughs) I, and the best part was our operations group commander was flying with us. I did it at night and he was on our flight. And then after we got back, I did it. He watched me do it and he was, he shook his head and was just like, I'm gonna let you do this. Like, he didn't say no, you know. And I'm sure in in his mind, he's like, this is kind of funny. (laughs) And then I come in to work the next day and they're like, You got to fucking get rid of that. This dude is fucking losing his fucking mind. (laughs) 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 Fucking government destruction of government property. And like he's got like he does not know how to deal with this. He is just melting down. Talk to my supervisor. Talk to my next supervisor. He's like calling people losing his shit. So I went in and I cleaned it up. And all I had to do is take tape. Just take tape. Just right. grab some tape and then just tape it up. It'll stick to the cheese. She was like, um,
1: no, you're <laughs> never getting a happy birthday again. Because apparently you're not a good time.
2: Right. I mean, honestly, like, what the hell? Like, Who I, doesn't you know, like glitter? It, you like, this is aircrew life, right? You're yeah, supposed to just suck it up. Birthday, right? Yeah, you wanted me. I, I was literally, I think at the time I was literally on vacation or like, I was out. I think I was camping at the time. So I was like, I didn't even have my Facebook with me to like do this <sighs> i bet
1: you uh he would never ask you why you didn't say happy birthday ever again <laughs> he
2: has not ever asked me that question again Him mean, and i are still friends you know right he's a, he's a good dude but yeah no, i that was the only time
1: i ever like got in
2: trouble with somebody and it was just that individual like just lost their shit
0: <laughs> what about you have you ever gotten in trouble uh i oh, should wait. have gotten in a lot of trouble <laughs> many times but I swear I've got, like, uh, guardian angels looking out
1: for Well, me. you're very good at your job, and you have, like, you don't give yourself enough credit for what you've achieved. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, because I think it's really important, one, to bring attention to women in the military, and two, to, like, you did this as a single mom with two boys.
0: Oh, well, I like, just want to be very clear and say I did not do this on my own. I would not well, be here without, I mean, I, yes, it's my 20th anniversary but i really feel like it's our 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. because like you know especially my mom yeah um you know i would not have been able to do the deployments and the schools and all of that stuff without her yeah the
2: military does not you can't do it alone like if you have a family if you have a husband you know or wife like it it's hard it's hard on it and you did an awesome job i mean everyone loved everyone i know that worked underneath you loved working underneath you They had you were you were fantastic.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah. See, we're gonna hype you up.
0: (laughs) We're gonna hype you up. You should be hyped up. Yeah.
1: They're all in the fields over there. I know. It was definitely
0: not a just like a me thing because it was. I mean, it took a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Support. Anytime anyone succeeds at something, Mm -hmm. I hope. I mean, majority of the time they've had somebody who have helped that has helped them through it, Mm -hmm, but. I, I just think your consistency and all of these things are such a, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's meant a lot because like, well, my family, a lot of us struggle with our weight and stuff. So being able to go through the highs and lows of life and, you know, being able to pass my fitness test, like mm-hmm. that's been a big deal to me. Being really? Able to, yeah, pass my test.
1: Well, I know you've passed your test, but I didn't realize it was a like that—that yeah. that was a big thing for you to it, do. People not?
2: It, it just depends. I mean, if you're not a runner, that yeah. mile and a half run can take you out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for sure. And for I'm me, not a push-ups person, so that's
0: always a same. a hard part for me. I started me. doing those uh other the alternate push-ups. I did that so on my last test. I like my the chest was push-ups. sore for a week, what but it? yeah. <laughs> I mean, weights all. I mean, weights a hard thing for me, me and my family. Like we've we've most of us have struggled with our weight. So I've been proud of myself for. Being able to control myself somewhat for the last twenty years. Yeah, you've done a and
1: good staying, job on that too, fit and
2: whatnot. Yeah, you look hot. Yeah, Thanks. I, I mean, really, like the last she like is. year, you have been super hot. I'm I like, agree <laughs> on her. I Thanks, know, man. Yeah. I need her. Whatever she's got going on.
1: I know. I'm always like, so what facial products are you using? <laughs> <laughs>
0: she was staring at me yesterday. She's like, "What do you do to your face?" And I'm, I'm like, like I, "It looks I, so gosh. pretty. Did you
1: get a spray tan or like?" Do you just drink water? <laughs> like, what's your secret? <laughs> you know,
0: I don't let nobody's dusty sun make me
1: tired. <laughs> That'll do it. It's a good strategy. Cause yeah, they, man, they do. Is there anything? Is there anything that you that's hard being married to someone in the mili- air force or? No.
2: Personally, I like it. Yeah. Because him well, and I. Billy's awesome. Well, Billy's great. Yeah. He's awesome. And honestly, him understanding what I do and me understanding what he does mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. Because, you know, otherwise it's just this nebula, nebulous military thing. You know, I got to go do this deployment. You know, and if you're not in, you don't realize all the things that are attached to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't realize some of the things that you need to do and how stressful that can be if you haven't gone. Right. And, you know, and so a lot of times people don't realize how hard some of this stuff is. We if you make it look easy, you know, people are like, "Oh, they're just having a good time." Mm-hmm. You know, wherever they are. Yeah, cuz I posted that I was having a good time right now. Right. You know, that doesn't preclude me flying 12 hours in a fucking hot-ass jet with, you know, 40 other fucking dudes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, trying to, you know, do our job, you know.
1: Well, even your accounting, we make we laugh about that, but, like, you work with a l- very large – I mean, what you do is very important for the Army, Jonna. Sure.
0: Yeah. If somebody's
1: you mess gotta up numbers, build, somebody's um, got to yeah, do I it. trust
0: me. I mess them up all the time, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> no, I'm, trying. I'm, trying not to. I'm trying to get <laughs> be better <laughs> at
2: that. <laughs> Definitely. I think it helps to have people – and, like, it helps to have friends like Jonna, you who've been in, you know, and you mm. know.
1: Are your closest people Air Force people?
2: say right now most of the like i i I mean i have friends like you you know i've got uh friends out there that that aren't military and are definitely cool but it's nice to also be able to like if i've got a military thing it's nice to talk to somebody that's in the military Mm -hmm. because they understand like oh yeah this sucks you know we went
1: to the veterans ball and i was like fish out of water in there i was like (laughs) uh... oh but they all they all thought very highly of you too all your yeah yeah, only a peek.
0: There's times where Courtney, will, it's nice to, to have you around because there's times when both her and Billy are unavailable doing stuff, and so you have to have somebody on standby if if needed. You know what I mean? To like yeah. take care of your child or whatnot.
2: Yeah, definitely. So. There's times where she, John has been awesome. Like,
0: hey, you know, I'll, I'll I'll hang out. Like, if you need me to hang out with Camber, because yeah. we're doing stuff. Like, if Billy's unavailable and she has to do something, like, early early in the morning for a little bit, like, I've I'll, i I'll gone over and stayed with Aww. her. Yeah, which is awesome, because
2: yeah. we don't have any family in the area. Right. I
0: mean, it's one of
2: those things, especially if you're active duty, a lot of times you're moving around, you move to a new spot. When, who are you going to have watch your kid if something happens to right. you? Right. You don't know anybody, mm-hmm. yep. you know?
1: Do you think that there is a misconception about women in the military? A
0: misconception from, like, general public?
1: Yeah. I guess no. coming from people don't – usually when you wear your coat, for instance, yeah. your Air Force coat, people always assume it's her husband's. Mm-hmm. Or when we were at Veterans Ball, somebody said, well, thank your husband for his service. And I was like, it's her. <laughs> I was like, oh it's God. actually her.
2: Were they yeah. young or were they older? Or? They're mostly older people yeah. that okay. make that I assumption. find that definitely from the older people. Because they grew up, women weren't really in like that. And I think the younger people are a little bit more – like it with it right as far as women are in and serving
0: yeah i agree it's mostly older people no offense but that would happen well that's what they say too. they'll it. be Back like the no 80s. offense
2: and then Aww. they'll roll out with some stupid like well you know i really personally don't think women should be in the military but you know, no uh-huh. offense or anything i right. like just because you said no offense does not mean that, that
1: you're less of an asshole <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> i mean okay
2: i and then you just accept it like mm-hmm. i'll just move on like i'm still in so fuck you but
1: <laughs> do you think that that comes from women or men mostly
0: Ah, dudes. Yeah, but think about it. We just said earlier, like, it wasn't until, like, the 1980s that women were allowed to do certain things. And also, we weren't even paid the same. It was in the 70s that we were paid the same, I think.
1: Like, it's crazy. That's not that long ago. I actually read that there was a huge transition in, like, 2009 to 2015 when it came to a group of women who had been underpaid for so long and they – that were military i can't remember if it was army or what which again i'm learning sure they're all different
0: they're all funded different
1: the ways of paying paying are different but that hasn't been your experience either one of you guys no experience now
2: my aunt was in the air force in the 70s Mm -hmm. um she joined all on her own she's active duty and she has you know stories from when she joined like, she was young, and she was pretty, and she was sent to the Philippines, and I believe she worked for some general over there, and uh, she was, her job was to serve coffee and tea to his guests, mm-hmm. and basically be his, like, administrative assistant, and uh, her hair had grown long, it was touched like, you know, it's out of regulation once it touches your shoulders, and she uh, had it down, and one of, somebody else in the staff was like, hey, uh, your hair's out of regs, you gotta put that up, so she put it up, she came in, the next day, it's, it's up, and the... Apparently, the general or the general's aide was like, why is your hair up? She's like, because it's out of regs. He's like, well, we like it down. So you go ahead. and Don't worry about that. You just put it down. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. That's just the way it was. You know, like that she was part of the eye candy. Right. You know, that was that was something that they like. And and nowadays, you obviously won't get that. Like they're not there.
0: Absolutely not. That's a
2: problem waiting to happen right there. But I mean, that's where we came from. You know that well. Whole, that's what I was
1: going to say. That's where the, like my I think forty year old plus probably does have a skewed vision of the way the Air Force or military still is. I find it interesting when I talk to you guys about it because well,
2: I can. I mean, I can speak to the perception because I yeah. do think that what the news media will do is they will they will come out. You know, there's a story about a chick getting raped in the military. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of pushing of some of these negative stories that make it look like women you know like it is it's this dangerous environment for chicks and it's really not i don't think i haven't experienced this huge danger you know that sometimes that perception has been you know put out there for that kind of stuff
1: there's just such a negative persona it's like my generation why would you put women front lines combat there's you know and then 20 or 25 and younger are the ones who feel like okay you're just going to get raped and killed if you <laughs> go i mean and yeah. it is the the documentaries and things like that that yeah, you see on television
2: i think now reporting is the thing that happens more than it used to mm-hmm. so that's why we're hearing about it whereas as opposed to before you probably didn't hear it as much right but now they're actively okay. they're actively working on it they're yeah. actively trying to combat that uh, so you're going to hear about it more, right? Right, because they're more open about dealing with it. Whereas before, I mean, there was a stigma about it being swept under the rug, and we don't talk about it. And there's still stories about that happening, but I think you know the paradigm is shifting a little bit. I agree on getting rid of those kinds of things out of the service because there are so many more women. And I mean, as society-wise, you'd be dumb not to use women, right? And an all volunteer force like this, its made of volunteers. You're not getting drafted, and if you don't use half your population. For some of this stuff. I mean, that'd be
0: dumb.
1: Jonna, what would you tell somebody who is considering going into service as a woman?
0: I would say go for it and don't hold back anything because I really have felt like I have just as many opportunities as anybody else. Right.
1: And you would agree, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But because people ask all the time and I'm sure they ask you,
2: you know, should I go? Or, you know, can you give me some advice? And yeah, 100%. Like, even if you only do four years, it's still a life-changing career. It's enables you to travel.
0: Life-changing just, experiences.
2: Just graduating basic training is, you know, a, an accomplishment. And right. And it's hard. And that's it's the hard shit in life that really makes you who you are. It's not the easy shit. It's not just sitting around doing the same shit every day. It's like challenging yourself that really, you know, kind of makes you a better person and shows
1: you what you can do. You both know how highly I speak of y- you. Is there something that you've learned about friendship? Like even your mm-hmm. friendship, is there something that you could take? I know the camaraderie and all those things that people normally say, but is there a deeper level of that you've learned about friendship because of your service? I think friendships,
2: there are tight because you're in the shit together. hmm like, and it's a lot of times it can be just stressful shit and that makes it tight. You know, yeah. that makes it, yeah, I mean, you, you, end up having each other's back because we you went have through to. a
0: really stressful time in 2016. Well, I was actually going to kind of ask did. about that because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would make for decent podcast material, but there were just some really extreme things that happened and we had another friend involved that we aren't really friends with anymore.
2: Yeah. Which kind of sucks. It does suck. You know.
0: But we've lost them and we've kept them. And- so you think that
2: brought you two closer together? We were having close that- at that point. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think uh,
2: I think we were definitely.
0: Close. I think you, um, basically surviving your early enlistment years <laughs> was like our first. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. your supervisor that bonded us.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I think that's that's accurate Cause you because I it. was still learning how to be in the military at the time.
0: Right. And you were I remember there were days where it's like you look like you were having the life sucked straight out of you. Yeah. And you would come down to the office and.
2: Yeah. I had like a place that
0: wasn't life sucking. Right? If it wasn't
2: for the other people like you that were capable of sho- like showing me that that's not how it has to be, I probably would have thought about quitting at the time. You know, because I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't come in under this environment every day feeling like I'm not doing my a best. A worthy human
0: being. Yeah. Right. You, know, like, <laughs> you
2: were unworthy. <laughs> like, I was. Like, shit, I don't know how to make them happy. Oh, my God. Like, you know, because usually just trying to be good at your job makes you rather happy. But
1: Probably did have a very pivotal part in playing a role in Courtney's life. Oh, she did. When it comes did. to that. 100%. See, you never know who you affect with your butthole talk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you remember the uh the supper club we we did? Oh, yes, we had a fancy supper we club. We had the fancy supper club. We used we also to go to Taco
1: Club. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had a Taco Club. We all had taco names. Oh, I remember that. You'd call them your tacos. Yeah, your friends were yeah, the, yeah. there was it, three of you, right? It was a chick There's club. A of a, there
2: was a of couple us. of them. We had acquired like four or five tacos I think by the time we had oh. dropped the drop doing it, but were you sweet? You were sweet taco. I was sweet
0: taco, and she is taco supreme. Yeah. She, like, has a supreme
1: Because she's extra. Yeah.
0: I got all that extra on <laughs> me. <laughs> You're to have all the extra with her. Yes.
1: What um. if you wore a taco meter into your office, Jonna? Because <laughs> you work with more women, right? Um. Sorry, this
2: is Mine's about 50-50. Yeah. yeah right. If I was gonna get, get a meter. taco meter, it would be low. Like I would wear it and it would be like on the low not side. Uh, and I would be like, yeah, there's there's not enough head. fucking tacos in here. And the guys would probably agree.
1: Right. <laughs> they're
2: right. Yeah, there's yeah, not enough right. women in
1: here. Last question. Sorry. How do you think you reactively promote is is recruitment down? Do you guys know?
2: It is. Uh Air Force wide and military-wide. Right. Good. They're finding that uh Gen Z is not as ready to join now, they don't have a cause like we did, uh, with 9 11, yeah. Um, and the perception of military service is like what we were talking about like, oh, you're, I mean, they're going to come out with PTSD, you're mm-hmm. going to come out with trauma, and you're going to have all these psychological and you're issues, you're not safe serving, yeah, right? Yeah, you're like not safe amongst
0: your own people,
2: yeah. Which is, I think, on some level, bullshit from what I've like, right.
0: experienced. I've also experienced the same thing, I haven't had a I haven't had encounters or co- it's not frequent that you have encounters where you're not safe with your own people. There's always one you asshole can, anywhere. Yeah, sure. you can do that at any
2: job. Yeah. It's just the military kind of makes it. a It's a big thing. So people just stereotype it.
1: How do we as non-military people, how do we break that sig- stigma and or how do we open that conversation for next generation i know that's a loaded big question i
0: guess just when you have people like young kids who might be interested like making sure that they speak to somebody who might have a more positive outlook than some others that we know you know like we've heard plenty of people who don't think great that have served
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah one of the the military so one of the statistics is that they don't
2: know as many the youngest generation doesn't know as many people that have served so they're not coming in contact with them quite as much. Mm -hmm. So they don't have anybody to to dispel the stuff they see on TV. You know, it's not Hurt Locker every day in the military. Like, I'm not diffusing bombs every fucking day in the military. (laughs) A lot of times, it's not nearly that complicated what I'm doing on a daily basis. And yeah, i just
0: putting him in contact with somebody, you know.
2: Well, yeah, just like I did
1: with Elijah and him talking. I mean, he still talks about that, you know, and he still thinks about that. But I want him to make... I make him talk to everybody about it. Because I'm like, get all your options, dude. Get all your options. And when you know it, you'll know it. Yeah. You know, if that's what you're going to do forever. I really appreciate you making time. My and pleasure. your busy, wonderful schedule to come and play with us, and maybe we'll get Billy in here and do something with him about his daredevilness or something. Oh, do it! Yeah,
0: Courtney's stump stunt pilot. He
2: was a he was an, an aerobatic show air air Airshow pilot. Yes, he's not doing it anymore. He's he has done some, some stories. crazy. He likes to shit. live life on on the wild side. He does
1: crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. We've come
2: to the conclusion actually that he has to be moving that fast doing something that dangerous to actually reach a calm zone.
1: Because otherwise,
2: like, he can't focus, right? There's just all the shit's happening around him and there's, there's everything to get distracted mm-hmm. on, kind of in that ADD way. Whereas if you're riding a motorcycle at 100 miles an hour, That's you're- That's the only thing you can focus you on. You have to focus on. If you're doing this airplane upside down, you have to focus on it. And so we found that, like, yeah, his version of relaxing, as silly as it sounds, actually is doing something that forces him to focus and forget about all these little bitty things that are, you know, running around, making him feel like he's got to do stuff. Crazy.
1: But I I kind of relate to that, though. I need to be hyper-focused or... I'm folding half laundry and cleaning oh, yeah. out half closets. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I'm going to move on over here. Right. I'm going to finish this email later. Right. But maybe we'll get him over. I just really appreciate it. I knew you were... I wasn't even going to do it if you weren't going to be here because <laughs> you were such a big part of Jonna's life and growth too, so...
2: Well, she's been a big part of mine.
1: I love you we girls. Too.
2: We love yes, you too. Yes, love you
1: guys. Thanks for tuning in well, and we hope you'll tune in for <laughs> episode three. Stay yeah. tuned. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Bye. Later. (laughs)
2: Later.
1: Catch you later.